Good evening, this is Chris Walker, a blogger, writer, um, journalist from Madison, Wisconsin. Sorry, I'm still uh, learning how to do uh, podcasting with Anchor, which I absolutely love, though I've done it in the past. Um, I haven't done an episode like I'm doing tonight, however, because this is the first inaugural podcast of Chris Walker Drinks the News. Um, I've tried to do Chris Walker Drinks the News uh, in different ways in the past. I've done it in a live performance way, which didn't go as, as planned, but it was very fun nonetheless. I enjoyed it a great deal. Uh, in the future, I, I'm hoping to have um, more people join me for the podcast, and, um, people, special guests, as well as... Um, uh, Max Miller, who did the uh, first Chris Walker Drinks the News with me as well. Um, I'm hoping to have him with me as often as possible. So, Max, if you're listening, I'd, I'd love to have you come back. Um, Max was on vacation recently, so I wasn't going to bother him tonight. Plus, this was kind of a spur-of-the-moment decision on my part to try to record an episode. Uh, tonight, I'm uh, we're going to be talking about the government shutdown. We're going to be talking about Donald Trump's comments after a meeting with Democratic leaders from Congress about the shutdown and some mistruths, as some in the media call them. I call them lies. Uh, the president lied several times in his comments after that meeting to the press. Um, but first, um, I think this is the way we're going to do it. We're going to talk about the, what we're drinking tonight. Um, in the future, I'd like to have, uh, you know, Madison, Wisconsin is a, a wonderful city uh, full of many breweries, distilleries, bars, uh, great drinking establishments where you can, no experience is ever like some, th some other experience. So it's each place that you go to, each bar that you uh, find yourself in, uh, either stumbling in at, at 1.30 in the morning or... Um, uh, you know, much earlier, hopefully, because you don't want to miss out on all the fun things that happen in the city. Um, but each bar uh, gives you a unique perspective on uh, drinking culture in Wisconsin, which in itself should be an episode on its own, because there are positive things about Wisconsin's drinking culture, and there are negative things about Wisconsin's drinking culture. Um, the purpose of Chris Walker Drinks the News is to uh, go back to an old adage that we used to have in American politics, and especially in Wisconsin politics, and that was, you know, we could talk about politics, and we could get angry with each other. We could do those sorts of things, and but at the end of the day, you could still have a drink with the people you were yelling at ten, ten minutes earlier. Uh, and I, I really feel like that... Um, I'm going to express my opinion very strongly on this show, and I'm going to express contempt for certain figures in the political world. Um, but when it comes down to it, if you can't have a drink with the people that you're mad at, then there's, you know, there's something lacking in humanity at that point. So I really do think that, with some exceptions, um, there are people that you know you just can't have a drink with. You, there are people that you just can't reconcile with, but 
for the most part, what it comes down to is if if you find me at a bar and I start talking politics with you as a random person, there's no reason why we couldn't do that in a civil way, with a you know a brandy old fashioned both in hand and 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 just you know at the end of the night, laugh at each other and just say hey you know what that's the way you think this is the way I think hopefully we we taught each other something tonight you know anyway um. That was a very long-winded way to say that. <laughs> Hopefully, in the future, I will um, be doing interviews with people, uh, bars, um, distilleries, breweries in the area that will uh, give me some insight into how they they craft their concoctions and how they come up with the drinks that they do and um, allow me to maybe get a few drinks uh, in my belly. Uh, as part of a way to uh, introduce people to the uh, listening to the show to some of the great places around Madison that you can get a drink at. So, anyway, let me have a sip of what I'm having tonight. We can probably hear the ice jingling in this. Um, the drink I'm having tonight is actually let me grab the bottle. It's a uh, Woodford Reserve Kentucky Straight Rye Whiskey, and it's a very very delicious whiskey. I'm having it on the rocks tonight. I'm not mixing it with anything else because that would be uh, a terrible, terrible thing to do. It's so good. Um, it says here on the bottle it's 45% alcohol per volume, which makes it about 90 proof. Um, it's very delicious. I would highly recommend drinking this. Um, I got this as a gift from my father-in-law for Christmas. Um, it was a very generous of him to part with this. Although I will have to note that uh, the seal was definitely broken and it was not the full 750 milliliters that are advertised on the bottle that was in it when I received it. So thanks a lot for that. No, really, that sounded, <laughs> that sounded uh, off the cuff, but really I, I am thankful uh, for the, uh, the whiskey that he gave me and um, for all the gifts he gave to my family this Christmas. It was wonderful. All right. So let's get into it. The topic of tonight's discussion, political discussion. So we are entering the third week of the government shutdown. Now, why is there a shutdown happening? Well, it all has to do with um, President Donald Trump's uh, decision to not sign any continuing resolution bill that would fund the government without first getting a guarantee in that bill that there would be funding for extending a border wall on the U.S. southern border. Now, Democ uh, the U.S. Senate had passed a bill that did not include the border wall funding um, before Trump made this ultimatum. So that bill was passed, ready to go, and then Trump said, nope, not going to sign anything without that border wall. Um, after that, the House of Representatives, which was then in December controlled by Republicans, they did pass a law, a, a bill that um, would have provided more than $5 billion of border wall construction money. Um, however, in the Senate, which was controlled, which is, was and still is controlled by Republicans, um, that bill that the House passed wasn't going anywhere because it, it wouldn't have passed the 60 votes needed to stop a filibuster. So, at that point, on December 22nd at midnight, the government, parts of the government, essentially shut down. 
Um, funding dried up for a lot of services, including par uh, public parks, national parks. Um, the IRS closed much of its um, operations. Um, so people looking to get a tax refund anytime soon, that won't be happening. Um, lots of other things, important things. Um, government workers in a variety of sectors are not getting paid at this point because it's been two weeks. So their paychecks are starting to um, not become deliverable because there's no funding for the paychecks. Um, and this includes national security um, agents, uh, such as at the Transportation Security Administration. Um, TSA agents at airports are not getting paid, which is a big deal, in my opinion. I, I really think that this is something that uh, the president overlooked when he made his ultimatum. So, hoping to come up with something that would create some sort of compromise between the two parties. Um, the House of Representatives, now being under control of uh, Democrats with Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi, um, Trump invited Pelosi and Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer to the White House on Friday afternoon, uh, as well as other congressional leaders, to discuss ways to reopen the government and come to a decision to um, a, a compromise that would be agreeable to both parties. Nothing inspiring came about from that meeting. In fact, a lot more things came out that were revealed that went down during that meeting that uh, leave me more worried than optimistic about how things are going to go. So, for instance, uh, Chuck Schumer came out and, and spoke to the press after the meeting went down and said that Trump had told him and other congressional leaders that he was ready to dig his heels in deep when it came to getting this border wall money. If any bills came to his desk, he was still planning on vetoing them. And yeah, <laughs> he even said that he was willing to let the shutdown last for months or even years in order to get his way. Now, when the media reported on that and they asked Trump about that, he did not call it fake news as he is apt to do. He confirmed that's what he told Chuck Schumer. He said, yeah, that's definitely what I said. And in fact, the subject of today's episode is about an aspect of that rant that Trump made to reporters after the meeting. He made a lot of lofty claims in, in talks with the reporters after the meeting, um, many audacious claims, including stating that former presidents had told him they wished they had built the wall. Now, what he had said was that uh, the wall had or should have already been constructed at this point. And he said that some of the presidents had even admitted to him that they had wished they had done this themselves. Um, we do have audio of this. Uh, I'll try to see if I can get this to work for you. Just one moment. National security. This should have been done by all of the presidents that preceded me, and they all know it. Some of them have told me that we should have done it. So that was President Donald Trump saying that some of the former presidents, the living ones, uh, should have told. Uh, they told him that they should have built the wall themselves. Now that's a, a pretty bold claim, and it's also probably a lie. I predicted it was as much in an opinion article I wrote at The Inquisitor, uh, a website I write for. 
a few hours, maybe even just an hour after Trump had said it. Uh, and I wrote that Trump did not name any of the presidents he supposedly spoke with. Now, if it were a factual thing, if Trump was someone we could believe regularly, it wouldn't be that big of an issue. We could take his word for it, uh, maybe do some follow-up reporting and find out. Um, as it were, people did do follow-up reporting because Trump does lie often. And we'll get to that in a minute too. But um, I wasn't the only person to have an incredulous reaction to Trump's comments. Former Vice President Joe Biden, for instance, uh, during an interview he was involved in, when he first heard about Trump's claims, uh, he said he had two words to say about them. He said, quote, come on. And that's really what we all should feel. We should feel that exact feeling. Come on. Really? The former president said that they, they should have built a wall? It's, it's hard to believe. And, and reporting from political later followed up on it. And they found that, th that they were able to discuss it with three spokespeople f for four of the former living presidents. Um, they weren't able to reach anyone uh, from former President Jimmy Carter on the issue. Uh, but for former presidents George W. Bush, former President Barack Obama, and former President Bill Clinton, two Democrats, one Republican, they all, all their spokespeople or, or uh, representatives uh, acting on behalf of these presidents said that they did not talk to Trump about or in support of the idea of extending a border wall. In fact, the spokesperson for former President Bill Clinton explicitly stated that he had, that, that Clinton has not even spoken to Trump since Trump was inaugurated in January 2017. Okay, so what's the big deal? Why is this so important? Well, let me have a sip of this because, gosh, this is so delicious. Why is this important? Well, Trump's lies need to be called out especially when he uses other people as a means to promote his lies. Trump is trying to demonstrate his ideas have merit by touting some pretty important figures to back him up. Now, in the grand scheme of things, when you're thinking about all things political, who is more important than former presidents? There's very few people with more expertise on running the government than people whose former jobs were running large aspects of the federal government. And it gives Trump great influence. Maybe that's the wrong word for it. It gives him great credence on the issue. If he can say that these former presidents backed him up, He's very ingenious about this, though, because he knows that he can't say a name. He can't say, oh, yeah, Bill Clinton told me that uh, he was uh, for the wall. No, he said, he's very smart about it. He says, oh, some presidents told me that they were, they, they were supporting my efforts. 
And the way Trump talks, he can he can just blather on, blah, 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 and make a claim in the middle of that blathering, and then keep going, blah, 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 blah. And, and he's fast with it, and, and you have to catch it in the moment. Otherwise, he gets away with it. And that's kind of why this is important. We, we shouldn't let him get away with it. We shouldn't let him get away with any of the lies he tells. This demonstrates the lengths that Trump is willing to go to in order to sell his ideas to the American public. Now, we already know that Trump lies constantly. A recent report by the Washington Post, um, pardon me, I was burping. <laughs> A recent report from the Washington Post found that uh, Trump lies on average about 10 times per day during the midterm election season, he was lying upwards of 30 to 40 times per day. That's just mind-boggling. Documented times that he was saying something that was categorically untrue to the American people. Now, yes, politicians sometimes lie. Politicians sometimes bend the truth. And it's not just Republicans. Democrats do it too. You know, the reality is that this happens. But Trump has taken it to an extreme. Trump has made it so that nothing from his lips can ever be trusted. He's just, he lies. It's his modus operandi. I'm sure I, 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 I never took any Latin classes, but I, and I'm sure I'm pronouncing that wrong, but you know, it's his MO. He knows he has to sell himself and sell his ideas the best way that he can. And in this regard, he's a lot like a car salesman trying to sell a vehicle that he knows is not up to par, up to the standards that the customers may want. The vehicle in this case is the border wall, because polling after polling after polling finds that Americans don't actually want a border wall. Um, I believe I read a Harvard CAPS poll that found 56%, maybe it's 54%, somewhere in that range, don't want the border wall. 44% do want it. Another poll I found, I, I can't remember the exact poll it was, but it, it found that only 25% of Americans actually approved of Trump using the government shutdown as a means to get the wall. So three out of every four Americans did not want Trump to keep the shutdown going on. We can infer that based off of the opposite. This shutdown needs to end because it's, 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 it's hurting families who work for the government, who are public servants, who are helping you and me every day. And forcing them to go without paychecks, forcing them not to work so that they can't, they can't pay rent, they can't pay mortgages, they can't buy groceries, they can't do anything that requires a paycheck. They can't pay their bills. And Trump's lying 
is furthering that every day. Every day Trump lies, he extends the shutdown longer than it needs to go. Were Trump to be an actual great leader, he would recognize that his actions have consequences for these families. But he's not that kind of leader. No, he's, he's digging his heels as deep as he can on the subject of the border wall because it was a promise he made during the presidential campaign. So about his lies. Why do we care about this? We already know he lies all the time. He lies 10 times a day. This lie needs to be called out. Every lie Trump makes needs to be called out. It's normal for Trump to lie, and it's something we know is a regular thing, but that doesn't mean we need to accept it as being normal. We don't we shouldn't accept it as being the new norm in American politics. Lying at this level is beyond reproach, especially for the President of the United States. This is just way beyond what we should expect from a President. I get that people were not always happy with President Barack Obama. Trump was one of those people. <laughs> he, he tweeted against him vehemently over the course of Trump's or uh, over the course of Obama's tenure. And there were times when Obama was caught saying something that turned out not to be true. Sometimes, most of the time, I would argue, Obama would make a statement that turned out not to be true because of circumstances outside of his control. Um, I believe one year PolitiFact named as the lie of the year the fact that Obama said you could keep your doctor under Obamacare. I truly believe that Barack Obama had that intent in mind when he and other Democrats crafted the law. And I think that as the law was implemented, they didn't expect it not to turn out that way. Does that make it a lie? I don't think so. I think that makes it, at best, an unintended mistruth. An unintended outcome that Obama and everyone else had hoped wouldn't have happened. I, I, I don't I don't see that as a lie. What Trump said on Friday is definitely a lie. It is without a doubt a lie. There is no way to see it any other way unless you're wearing rose-tinted glasses and you believe every word that comes out of Trump's mouth, even the ones that contradict the words he said moments before. We cannot allow this precedent to carry on, to let future commanders-in-chief lie in such an obvious way without consequence. And that's, that's really what I took from his talk after his meeting on Friday with 
congressional leaders about the shutdown. And, and I'll go back to the point that I made before. Every day that Trump tells these lies about the shutdown, tells these lies about the border wall, continues to say he is not going to do anything with, he's not going to sign any bill that comes to his desk that doesn't have border wall funding. Every day that he does this, he's hurting Americans' lives. He's hurting the livelihoods of workers. He's hurting the livelihoods of citizens who depend on these workers. He's hurting America. All right. Well, that's the episode I got for you this evening. Um, <laughs> sorry to end you on such a downer note there. Um, so, yeah, I am a freelance writer based out of Madison, Wisconsin, Chris Walker. You can follow me on Twitter. My Twitter account is at that Chris Walker, all one word, that Chris Walker. Um, I would love you to follow me, to hear more, read more about what I have to say about the world of politics today. Um, if you would like to, this is not a requirement, of course, but if you'd like to donate um, to my uh, writing efforts, uh, I do have an account with Buy Me a Coffee. Uh, it's a wonderful little page that uh, uh, allows freelancers to get donations from people uh, based off the idea that um, individuals might say, hey, great article, I'd love to buy you a coffee sometime. You know, that, that that's kind of the idea. So small donations that help uh, people like me uh, fund my caffeine habit, basically. <laughs> um, the website for that is buymeacoff.ee backslash that Chris Walker. Again, it's B-U-Y-M-E-A-C-O-F-F dot E-E backslash that Chris Walker. If you can give something, I, I truly appreciate it. If you can't, it's not a big deal. Um, I'm, I'm doing this content because I want to. Uh, I'm making these podcasts in the future because I genuinely enjoy making them. And um, yeah, I really hope you listen in the future. Give me a follow on Twitter, and I hope you have a great evening. Thanks for listening.